Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? Dan, do me a favour. I'm going to drop out. Will you invite, will you invite me back in, Dan? Because I'll have to yeah, come in on my mobile. I know we're live, but my computer's at it. Um, the GPU one, it's doing something. It's not fucking, it's not working at all. Are you going to take yourself out? or? Yeah, I'll take myself out and then um, invite me back in. I can't take myself out, can I? Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Good evening. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I just want to say while we're gone here, like again, I'm getting all the digs in the in the uh, chat again that it's me that's late. They said I'm not having it. I tell you, I'm not having it. I was here on time. <laughs> uh, it's all about. He was actually. About I can back your audio. audio. I can back you very up much about Graham's audio. And I, and I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they left me in the background for over five minutes. It's outrageous. Like you know what I mean. The person of my <laughs> status being left in the background. And uh, they're all taking the mickey out of me. So um, that is no reason. No, it's not me being late, like, you know. So where's me at, Richard? Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh. Tommy Shelby is in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got a bit of that in your like, you know what I mean? So there you go. <laughs> Where is Craig and what is going on? We are totally. There he is. He's back. Is Craig. Here he is. I'm back. If he ain't got his earphones, I'm going to crucify. <laughs> I have got my earphones. I, I have got my headset. I'm, I'm a pro. Well I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Oh, yeah. Just send good evening, good morning. Good, though, e- good, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the Same Old Arsenal podcast, episode 115. What a week. 
don't know what you two have been talking about. I don't know what you've all been talking about. I don't want to know what you've been talking about. I'm back in a minute. One second, then. I'll, I don't know. I'm going to try and hold this up now. See, whoever de designed this mobile phone should put the head jack at the top so you can rest the phone so it's not wonky. <laughs> what a nightmare start. But there you go. FA Cup final. Beat Liverpool. Craig said we'd do both. Everyone said I was deluded. What you got to say about that, Dan? <laughs> Mate, you know what? It needs, to, it needs to continue these predictions of yours, Craig. You said we beat Wolves. You said we beat Liverpool. You said we beat Man City. Just keep going, mate. Just keep going. Don't stop there. You've got to predict that we're going to beat Villa, Watford and Chelsea next, mate. Because uh, I'll tell you what, it is, uh, it's a great week to be an Arsenal fan. It is a great, Craig. great week to be an Arsenal fan. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Can we Can we start the podcast with a monologue from Dan? On Granite Xhaka <laughs> and David Lewis. I think that'll be a <laughs> fine way to start a show. Of course. Once we've, once we've got the introductions out of the way, we'll do that. We'll do that. I'm sure Dan Harry, will be up for that. Harry has been doing this all day, look, just waiting for me to talk about Xhaka and Lewis. But listen, uh, strange start, but I'm very good, Craig, and it's a good time to be a gooner. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, indeed. Harry, how are you doing, mate? How are you? Uh... How yeah. have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've been loving the performances lately. It's just lovely to have positive things to say and talk about and write about. And yeah, so I'm 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 over the moon. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying being an Arsenal fan again. Lee, what about you, son? Yeah. Um, wow. After after the defeat to Spurs, you know, what a way to forget about forget about that defeat. Yeah, perhaps I shouldn't come on the podcast on a Monday if we have results like we've had afterwards, you know. So, uh, um, unbelievable. I've heard there was a little bit of fallout last week, you know, so I'm glad we're all friends again, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love it, I do, I tell you, I absolutely love it, you know. But, um, yeah, well, well I, what a I week. Miss something? Have I missed something? Yeah, have I missed something? Well, well, I, I, thought I, thought it. Of, I thought there was a bit of arguing like last week, a bit of, um, ban you know, we're bantering about Granite Shacker and this and that. That's no, healthy debate. Ah, stop it. Stop it. It's just I love it. It's just Harry. It. It's just Harry like, being. It's just Harry being wrong again. That's all it is, Lee. That's all it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not having it. I, I the FA Cup semi-final said otherwise. <laughs> I thought it was a great watch last week. I thought it was really. You know what I love about this program is that um, we can all like disagree and argue, but it's all it's all very calculated and it's very very um, informal. And informative, you know what I mean? And I, I love it. And I thought that last last week there was an argument. I'm going to say it, lads. No one could win, you know. <laughs> it was no right, no wrong. But it was great watch and I enjoyed it. And I listen, I was very, very down after last Sunday, Craig. Absolutely down. Mm. And going into the Liverpool game, I was still down, you know. Uh, but Liverpool game gave me hope. And then I'm going to say, wow, I'm so proud of what happened on Saturday. What a performance. What a team performance from management down to the players. And as um, Dan said, I walked away like, you know, like a peacock after that game, proud to be a gooner. And um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Like, And you know, the only disappointing thing is my mate Mustafi might miss the final. And I'm going to criticise him every week. But he was absolutely outstanding on Saturday. Absolutely Poor outstanding. And when he, Poor old Simon. When he's great, you have to watch it like, you know. And I'll tell you what, even um, 
even um, Kalasnich come on and done a bit in the last couple of minutes, you know. So it's not not your not your week, Dan. I'm sorry, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the return. It's been a while. He's been away for some weeks. Um, we've missed him. Uh, Graham, how are you, sir? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Nice to be back. His headset. <laughs> 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 I haven't been on for four months, uh, Craig. Four months. Four months. <laughs> Blimey. You were well missed, mate. Let me tell you that. You were well missed. And the the thing is, I I felt like a footballer who was sort of like... uh, Out out injured? Yeah, yeah. I I know you paid a big bucks to judges. You know, he gets five Big Macs, Harry gets four, Dan gets three. And I'm on a sort of like a a small cheeseburger. But uh, I felt part of the team. Well, six nuggets, but anyway. (laughs) And then you you keep bringing in new... you, You sort of like put Ivan Gazidis to shame, really, because you keep recruiting well. You recruited Dan Potts, who was the, the best free signing you ever made. And then you brought in Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> I get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> He's been called a few things since I've known him, but never Paul. And and I, I think, you know, it's sort of like, um, you know, he's been brilliant. So it's nice to be back. A lot's happened since I've been away. Uh, Lee Judge has got a Hollywood career coming up. New Die Hard series, Die Hard with Half a Pint. And uh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> and uh, Harry, <laughs> well, the thing is, you are. I know they recruit you to take over as Bruce Willis's body double. So, um, uh, Harry, Harry's journalist career goes from strength to strength. Um, you know what? When they sacked Clyde Tilsley as ITV football commentator. I honestly thought I couldn't believe that because he's such a good commentator to re- to replace him with yeah. Sam Matthews, and then I suddenly realised why, because they didn't want to replace Clive Tilsey with Harry, so they it'd be easier to replace Sam Matthews with ha- ha- Harry, wouldn't it? So uh, that's what that's a yeah. tactical move by ITV to get Harry into that ITV slot. Nice to see him doing commentating now, adding another string to his bow, and Thank great you, to be back. I honestly thought I'd be coming back on tonight. Uh, and it would be all doom and gloom. I was expecting to lose the Man City. We'd be saying Arteta was out of his debt. Harry would be defending Jacker, But instead, we're all going to be praising Jacker, praising Louise. And I honestly think that the judge now should get his David Louise shirt done. Oh, do you reckon to that, Lee? <laughs> David Louise. And a wig. And a wig. If you get the well, shirt. And a wig, I tell that. I think not. Was it David? It was. Was it David? I think it was David Louise. I'll have to go and get it when I, because I did say, like, you know, so. Um... What a nightmare. Uh, you know, for the cup final, I'll go, I'll, uh, go and get Well, you know, talking about getting new shirts, Craig, Craig's shirt, that looks lovely actually on, doesn't it? I've got to say, as, like as I'm, new, I'm walking new, uh, around my kitchen trying to find my uh, mobile phone stand, it's very unprofessional of us this evening, I'm afraid, um, because my computer's gone yeah, up to Swanee. Well, I, I, I can't find my right, look, mobile listen. phone stand. But the shirt's lovely. I've got to say, when I saw it on the website, yeah. I, I was like, nah, I don't really like it. But when I saw it in the sports right. shop And listen, today, Craig. Yeah, I'm listening. Arsenal must have, must have had a good week if you paid 90 euros for it. Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> well, man, you, you see, been, that's it. You must have been in a good mood. I'll tell you, that's all I'm saying. When they said 90 euros and you coughed it up, I've, I've seen you at the park. When it was your range, you walked out. I, that's just saying. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? No. You said I've got to anyone, go. Got anyone go. that... Anyone that knows me, Lee, knows that's not true. So you're going to have to we find can't something. Even, you can't even fold a phone holder. What's going on? You know what yeah. I mean? Well, no, I've got, I've got one. I just can't find it. 
You're using the books. I bet you've got well, books. That's all you've got. Just put it on books. Yeah. The, bo- the boys Trying probably had the it. Kids, the kids' library. Yeah, the boys probably had it. Like, you know I mean? Got it somewhere. But anyway, well, it looks like a shirt. I yeah. just have to hold it. Got to say. I suppose we better get well, on with the podcast. I suppose you better get on with it. Um, Can't you get some Dan. books or something? That's what I'll do. Not some books. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, no, I can't. I'm trying to get it oh, to stand God, up. Right. Well, so what are we talking about, your phone? Mm-hmm. Right, that's what you're talking about, your phone. <laughs> mm. I'll tell you what, I must admit, I weren't sure about that shirt, but it does look pretty good now. I've seen it on. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. It's better in the flesh. Can you imagine on a decent player, it looked bloody lovely, wouldn't it? I'm going to put <laughs> a warning. On him, you know? I'll have I don't to know. look on a proper player with a proper when body. I, when I post this, when I post this, I'm going to have to put a warning on it to skip to. Well, how long have we been going for? Eleven minutes twenty nine. Eleven minutes, right? Okay, we'll have to skip to eleven oh, minutes so twenty nine then. Right, Dan. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, people in the comments want to know why you roasted me, Lee. What's going on? Well, I haven't roasted you. I'm just saying there it is. We've had 11 minutes of Graham introducing himself. <laughs> Dan, FA, yes, Cup's, FA Cup final, mate. Um, Europa League qualification could still happen, um, depending on results going our way and uh, obviously us winning. Um, what's a successful season, Dan? FA Cup final and winning the FA Cup and not qualifying, or would you be happy? Would you be happy with that? Would you, or would it be better if you know winning the FA Cup um, and qualifying for the Europa League as well? I don't care where we come in the league. Let's win the FA Cup. Let's mm. win that FA Cup because this is the worst Arsenal side. This is the worst season I think I can certainly remember, certainly in my lifetime. And if we can win the FA Cup, then what an ironic... That would just be a weird way to end what has been a crazy season and a crazy 2020. But for me, we can do it. If we can beat Man City and we can beat Liverpool, we can beat Chelsea. And you know, don't get me wrong, they're going to want it as well. They're a great side. Frank Lampard's got to be up there for consideration for manager of the year with all the stuff he's had to deal with. He's been fantastic, I think, for Chelsea and given you for chance. And he's had the Hazard leaving and the ban and all that sort of thing. But he's been fantastic. Um, but I think that we should be going into that game with confidence. I was so, 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 so impressed. It's by far the most complete performance that we've had under Mikel Arteta. We had great, great wins in Project Restart against Wolves. We had fantastic games uh, before Project Restart under Mikel Arteta. But for me, this was the complete performance. And I wanted to look at what we were going to do against this Man City side for the pure fact that we never really got to see it at the Etihad because of David Luiz. But we saw straight away what we were doing this time at Wembley. And what we did was we kind of said to Man City, have the wings. Let them go wide. They've got no threat in the box whatsoever. Let them go long ball. Do not let them cut inside. We saw it once with Riyad Mahrez and Martinez made a great save. That was it. That was all they had. Keep them out wide and there won't be a problem. Make them play long balls. They've got no threat in the box with Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, no height to go from. And I was just so impressed with how we kept stuck to that. Uh, Aubameyang. First chance, wished he would have just placed that, to be honest with you, but he went to absolutely bury it. And normally strikers would then get their head down, not Aubameyang. That's why he's so good, 
the goals he scored were out- outstanding. And I know Harry wants me to say it, so I am going to say it. I don't think there was a poor player on the pitch. I thought Mustafi and Bellerin had a bit of a strange 10, 15 minutes. And after that, everyone was outstanding. Granit Xhaka and Ceballos were dominant in that midfield. That pairing seems to have worked since Project Restart. Both of them seem to be able to work well together. There's a kind of balance in our midfield when them two play. I thought Granit Xhaka was outstanding, particularly in the first half. I thought David Luiz was by far man of the match. I was so impressed with Ainsley Maitland-Niles. This is a guy who we thought had no future whatsoever at Arsenal. And he has now said he'll play wherever. I was surprised to see him playing in that position, but it was an absolute stroke of genius from Arteta in the end. This is somebody now in Ainsley Maitland-Niles that has kept Zaha quiet, Martial in his pocket, Adama Traore very quiet at Wolves, and now doesn't give Riyad Mahrez a sniff. He got beat once when he let him cut inside. Martin has pulled off a great save. I can't see a bad performance. People are saying, oh, it's a shame. We don't know who's playing goal now. That's not a shame. Leno and Martinez, they've proven that they're the best two goalkeepers we've had since Seaman and Manninger. Let's be happy about that. Let's not be negative about that. Martinez has mm. come in and has proven that he's been given his chance. There's so many positives at the moment with this team and it has to be down to one man. Mikel Arteta has been outstanding and I was so, so impressed with not just what he did on the pitch, but as soon as that whistle went, he went up to every single player, high-fiving them, hugging them, grabbing older Maitland-Niles, picking him up, looking at Ceballos straight away after going up to a Bamiyang. These players, you know, that some of them looked like their futures were gone. They were done at Arsenal. He has given them all the chance, all the trial. When you look at people like Mustafi and Chaka and Tobias, who everyone said just sent back to Real Madrid, they're all now playing. Maitland-Niles looked like his future was elsewhere. They're all now playing and buying into what this manager's about. And that you have to give the guy credit for because what he's doing with this team, what could he do with elite players? That's my message to the board. Back this guy because it could be exciting. Harry, a really good question comes in here um, from Richard Butler. Thanks for your question, mate. Thanks for watching. Good evening to you all in the chat box, by the way. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hello. Hello, if you're watching on Facebook. Sorry about the uh, very unprofessional start there, but uh, we're, we're finally rolling. Um, Harry, a good question here. Were they poor players before or were they just poorly coached? They look like a new 11. I think, I think that's a great point. Um, in terms of they've been obviously the coaching has made a massive massive difference but what happens when you're in a poor run of form and you're being exposed constantly and you've got problems your confidence dips doesn't it as a footballer and then naturally your performances drop off I don't think we should underestimate how important confidence is particularly when you're playing at the highest level and you're under intense scrutiny from every direction and fans are sitting there watching you and let's be honest there are a lot of Arsenal fans that sit week in week out and and wait for those players to fail. So that kind of stress and, you know, the impact that has on your confidence, I don't think is great. I think what Mikel Arteta has done is he's come in and he, he's coached them in terms of he's he's put, set up the team in a way where they don't concede so many spaces. No one individual is exposed like some people were, certain positions were in our team previously. And gradually as that's gone on and they've, their confidence has picked up and they've developed and, they're buying into what he's doing. The confidence has come flowing back. And now you say, now you're seeing the, the levels that they can perform at. They were never bad players. They were players that were underperforming. So now, you know, it's, it's taken a bit of time, but I think it's a great point. The coaching in terms of the belief that it gives you and the, 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 just the basics of being in the right place at the right time and not conceding spaces to people. It's made the world of a difference. And we, I always said it, didn't I, during Unai Emery's tenure, 
that he wasn't getting the maximum out of this group. I accepted that they weren't elite and I accepted that he could only go so far. But I think we've been proven right now by Mikel Arteta because he's come in. And yes, it may not still always be good enough, but it's a certainly a lot better than what it was, which proves we <laughs> were underachieving. Absolutely. Um, before we go on to talk about the games in a bit more detail, Harry's knocked the, you know, knocked the nail on the head there, isn't he? It's better than it was before. And you can see, I mean, especially Liverpool and especially the Manchester City, you can see the changes that Mikhail Arteta is starting to, is starting to put on this side league. Ah, without that. All right, listen, I've been dying out for a performance like that <clears throat> for about 10 years. It's got to be about ten years that, that something like a team, the manager has gone and looked at the looked at the opposition, set up a game plan for them, set out traps for them to fall into, and then and then um, exploit them. Now we've gone under Arsene Wenger, who was a great manager, as we all know. But there were times when we weren't quite, you know. And I look back at Alex Ferguson; he would do the same. He would change it against Arsenal and plot a different way and get all the all the plaudits for it. And what we've got now is. What I thought was, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this now, I'm bigging myself up a little bit, like, but I reckon Mike Mikko Arteta watched our uh, preview show, uh, Dan, because I did say that. <laughs> We've got to stop them, stop them, let them come down the middle and, and let them have it from the flank because they've not got a Jekko. I did say that, and that is their, their downfall. You know what I mean? And they're very, very similar to what Arsenal used to be with. No game plan. We get Giroud and then we didn't have the, the forward, you know. I think you have to very underestimate those sort of players and... Um, but in saying that, it was just an absolute masterclass. And I'm going to say this now, looking back on it, they could still be out there now at Man City, and I don't think they'd have scored. We was that good. And it wasn't just about individuals. It was all about the team, the way we set out as a team. We set traps. We let them, we let, you know, there has been games I've watched when we've, you know, against, say, like, uh, Sheffield, was it Sheffield United? I, I can't remember. Uh, Southampton, when we, we uh, Eddie got against the goalkeeper and won it from there. We, we didn't let that happen. What we'd done was we just sat back, let him have it to their goalkeeper, and then let him take the risks with his passing, which then, um, and we we then got on it from there. You know, obviously, Mikel Arteta knows that what the way that uh, Pep played, and it was fantastic. And I always say this now, going back to the game against Man City, in the very first game back from lockdown, for 40-odd minutes, we was doing okay. We was doing okay. And then we had a moment of madness from David Louise, And then, obviously, like the sending off. But what happened to happen today, what happened to happen in that game was no one to make mistakes and then get a little bit lucky. We made two mistakes in the whole game. That was in the first couple of minutes when Mustafi nearly got robbed of it um, in our own box and Danny Sabias made a little tackle. And then when Danny Sabias um, messed up in the midfield and really Sterling probably should have scored um, but you have to ride your luck a little bit like but other than that I thought we was absolutely outstanding on the day it was just a, I was just so a masterclass it was an absolute masterclass and I'll tell you what what I don't think people have put, put up too much is that you know they're going about how great Pep was? He was a beat man. He didn't know what to do. He was looking mm. around. He was talking to a chair. He was like you know standing up. And with ten minutes to go of that game, his face told it all that he was beaten, a beaten man. He didn't know what to do. And I think if you think about that, you know that's a fantastic compliment to Mikel Arteta. And what it also echoes to me is that he has done that. With, with players that are not in the same league as what he's got. Imagine if he had the players 
that that Pep's got, and then implement all those structures and and those traps and everything there. I just think that if if we do not back this manager, come come the summer, we're going to miss a trick on this because I I tell you like you know he is going to be sought after, absolutely sought after if we don't um, treat him right and. You know, this is a big, big summer for the ball now to show their ambition. I'm not saying they've got to throw loads and loads of money away, but they've got to try and give him the tools for us to go on. Because at this moment in time, it, it, what, I, what I'm loving about him, boys, is that he can do it when we're up against it, but he, and he can do it when we're the, we're the dominant side. And if you're going to be successful in Europe and, and in the league, you are going to have to go to games and give up possession and do what he done yesterday on a mm. regular basis. You're going to have to go to Liverpool. You're going to have to go at Man City. You're going to have to go at Man United and put in those performances. And do you know what? The one disappointment is that probably for the next year, you won't be able to see these away performances. But Arsenal are going to be a joy to watch away from home if this is continuing. Fantastic. Graham, um, again, mate, welcome back. Um to tell us, mate, tell us, how how has Arteta changed our fortunes um, since we've come out, you know, since the football has been starting again? You know, how do we find ourselves beating teams like Liverpool? You know, a lot of people are telling me, oh, you're beating Liverpool, but you beat a Liverpool side that, is, that are on the beach. Um, this, that and the other, you know. Um, but to me, we beat Liverpool. Don't matter to me where they are. We beat them. Um, and then we go and beat Manchester City in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Where has all this good fortune come from, um, Graham? Well, I, I think there's a, a number of factors, Craig. I think he's given the uh, uh, players structure, defensive security, best of all, trust in each other and belief. And he's obviously, um, since he's come in, obviously he's, every single player, he's given a defined role to in the team and they know exactly what they have to do, what their jobs are. He's earned their trust uh, by and they bought into what he's trying to do. Um, I think if ever a performance defined what Arteta has brought to the club in such a short space of time and given to this group of players, that was it on Saturday night. As I said, it was an unbelievable performance. Um, the, the team were compact. They tracked their runners. They kept De Bruyne quiet. Uh, and as uh, Dan said, they kept sort of like forcing them out wide. Uh, to defend crosses, knowing that they had no height in the box. I think that was the key to it. But there were three tactical things, I think, that won us that game. First of all, as Dan said, he brought Maitland-Niles in on against Wolves. And the way he dealt with Traore that day, uh, playing on the uh, left side, even though he's right-footed, I think was a, a barometer of what he was going to do in this game. He knows Man City inside out. He knows they like um, using the right half spaces. So he put Maitland-Niles on that side for his athleticism to match up Mares, not allowing him to come inside, force him on the outside, keep him off his left foot. That was the key to it. I thought the real key to the game, though, was the role of Alexander Lacazette. Lacazette, in that game, played as a false nine. He got through a tremendous amount of work. Now, while Pepe and Aubameyang were pushing high to press, which is what he wants to do, Lacazette's job if they beat the press, was to make sure that Gundogan didn't get possession in front uh, of uh, the back four and be able to progress their play. So every time Gundogan got on the ball or they looked for Gundogan, Lacazette was closing down the space. 
City couldn't build up from deep areas like they like to do, playing out from the back. It forced them to go long, as Dan said. And I think that was part of the game plan. And we were able to deal with those long balls. And the third thing we did really well was that we played... Um, I think we learned from the way Man United beat them early in the season. Man United beat them playing a counter-attack style. So basically, you crowd the middle, stop them going through the middle, aware of the cutback, make sure they don't get the cutbacks on. And then when you cut the get the cutbacks uh, cut out, you look to play long and use your runners on the counter-attack. So we played a, a counter-attack style of football. Uh, and we were compact. Jacker and Sabias did not get too far ahead. They literally sat in front of our defence the whole game. Uh, so I think it was a mixture of those things. It was uh, Maitland-Niles taking care of Mares. It was Lacazette's uh, role in the false nine, stopping their build-up, and then just playing on the counter-attack. With little bit uh, but I think every single player to a man was superb in that game. Uh, and uh, having said that, though, you need a Bamiang to take the chances and you need to score first, I think, when you're playing like that. And uh, that's what happened. But overall, we rode the luck in the second half. I thought they moved it a bit quicker, second half City. Had Sterling taken his chance at 1-0, they might have equalised. He had a good chance. Mares, Martin has made a great save, as you say, from uh, Mares. But um, as the game went on, we were the ones more likely, I think, to seal it. And that's what happened. And in the end, uh, to reach a 21st FA Cup final is a tremendous achievement. And... Uh, I must admit, I didn't see that coming, but it was a fantastic night. And uh, I think a lot of that has to go down to Arteta, Greg. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, sorry for going missing there again. I'm going to get my phone charger. <laughs> my phone's beeping at me because it's running out of battery. <laughs> um, Dan, let's talk about um, Xhaka and Luis. Look, two players that have been highly criticised on this podcast. Um, you know, let's, let's not be... Wahoo. Let's not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> not me. Let's not. Yeah, let's let's not beat around the bush. Uh, we have given them a lot of grief um, over the over the season. But I mean, David Lewis, Mustafi, Jacker uh, against Manchester City and even Liverpool. Dan, they were superb. They were superb. And going back to that question that Richard put in uh, when we when we first started talking, is it because now they're getting coached well? Um, you know, are we seeing an actual man come in who can coach and manage a player? I don't think we've had. I don't think we've had that since Arsene Wenger. Well, the good Arsene Wenger. Um, you know, it's something to get excited about. I think because, like, is is right. He's right. Um, it does look like a new team. Dan, Dan, Dan. Before you come in, I'll just quickly give you David Luiz's. <laughs> <laughs> David Louise. Graham's back. Graham's back. Graham's back. <laughs> David, David Louise, 100% aerial duels won, 100% tackles won, 69% pass accuracy, 11 clearances, four interceptions, one through ball. Colossal performance. Do you want Absolutely. Granite, do you want Granite Jacker's first half numbers to, to, so that, um, on, to excite? Go on, Graham. To excite. Well, if we um, say no. <laughs> to excite, I can get a... Uh, this, this, this one's to excite Harry. Granite Jacker, first half numbers, 100% pass accuracy, 32 touches, four clearances, one interception, did not lose possession once. A dominant Wembley performance, first half, Harry. I'll let you go back to Dan now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> great, 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 to, great to have you back, Graham. <laughs> Cheers, Graham. And that's really set me up nicely, mate. They were rubbish. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> listen, I will always say when a player's done well, no matter 
who they are uh, or how much I like or dislike the player. But what we're seeing here is something that Arteta can take a lot of credit for because he has stuck with them when all of us were saying, get rid of them. And whether that's get rid of them as as in terms of at the club, get rid of them at the team. Everybody after Man City was saying, dump Kalasanak, don't give Luis a new deal and get rid of Mustafi. And he's continued to play all of them and stuck to his guns. David Luiz, since Man City, when he got sent off, has not been poor in a back three. And I've not said that David Luiz has been poor in a back three. Everybody knows I dislike Granite Xhaka and I dislike Kalasanak. Now, Kalasanak, I don't think has been amazing, but you asked me about David Luiz, Mustafi and Granite Xhaka. And to be fair to David Luiz, I don't think there's an Arsenal fan that can say that he was not the best performer on the pitch. I thought he was outstanding in every part of his play. It was a commanding centre-back performance and one that kept a very, very good side, by the way, pretty quiet. I thought that last-ditch tackle against Sterling was world-class mm. defending uh, and I thought he was by far my man of the match. When it comes to Mustafi, I thought, again, he had a shaky few minutes along with Bellerin. Both of them picked it up. I thought Mustafi was brilliant and I've seen some kind of consistency from a player that I didn't believe could get a run of games at Arsenal because he was so dead and buried, in my opinion. But we're seeing this manager believe in them coached them when he was told that they were uncoachable. And with Granite Xhaka, sometimes you have to hold your hands up. I got Martinez wrong. I didn't think Martinez was going to be as great. I don't think anyone thought he was going to be as great as he has been. I think some people thought he was going to be good. But to be this good is crazy. No, you didn't. You said he'd be good goalkeeper, not this great. <laughs> I think he's a great, great goalkeeper. I said he was a good go- I said he was a good goalkeeper. And everyone went, oh! Dan, was that, was that on Mustafi, Dan, was that a penalty? The tackling no. stone. No, that wasn't a pen. No, no, no. I thought it was a pen. I'll be honest with you. What? I thought Did it was you? a pen. Yeah. I thought he got the ball. I thought he got the ball. Yeah. I must admit. I thought, um, took, I thought he took his leg first. I'll be honest with you. But. Fair enough. No, that's never a penalty. No, never a penalty. They have picked Never. it up. And let me let me just finish on Granite Chaka because if, because I know Harry's dying for me to say it. The guy <laughs> the guy the guy has been since Project Restart, the guy has shown consistency. He has been the best that we've got in midfield. And without a doubt, we do look different without him in the midfield. It has to be said, you can't sit there and lie and, and bullshit just because you don't like the player. I think what you have to give credit as well for is Danny Sabias next to him, because I think he has been fantastic also. Mm. You know, So when, you, when you're going to credit a player that I haven't given much credit to, you have to give the player uh, the credit next to him also. And one player we haven't mentioned who's turning into my favourite player and will be by a long, KT. long way. Is Kieran Tierney. My God, what a signing. 25 million, what a steal. Everyone said, oh, he's injury prone. He's made a glass. He looks so good, whether you play him left back, left centre back. He'll put his life on the line for you. He's passionate. He gives desire. I think he will be one of Arsenal's best signings over the last few years. I'll go as far to say as that. I think he's showing everything that I want to see in an Arsenal side. And Arteta's obviously impressed with him. I think Kieran Tierney is going to be a fantastic Arsenal player. So, yeah, credit where credit's due. They've been a fantastic team uh, over the last few weeks. And that includes Granit Xhaka, Mustafi uh, and David Luiz. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just for you, just for, uh, the people in the chat there are saying, oh, if I send a ch- super chat message, will it, will it get read out? Um don't send super chat messages tonight because I don't know if I can get them. I'm on mobile. I don't know if I'll see them or not. 
Um, and I don't want you to think I'm being rude and not and not uh, reading them out. I do try and read them all out normally, um, but uh, sometimes they move so quick I miss some. So my apologies. What do you want now, judges? I just, I just want to say something about. Uh, I, can I just say, um, I have been influenced about David Louise, Granite Shaker, and Mustafi because every time they have they do something wrong, right? Dan gets on my phone and saying, well, did you see that? Did you see that? And he's, he, 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 he's brainwashed me into this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, All right, judge, judges, your, your signal's going. And I'm now. sorry, I'm going against you now, Dan. I'm going against you, Dan. Like, you know. No, no, I don't but think we can quite get I, I've what got to say what he said there. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what? I've got to say a couple of, couple of things. You know, it's incredible, really. What, I, what I've seen, and I, I'm, I'm obviously talk about Granite Shaka, you can talk about that, but I'm going to talk about Bellerin because do you remember he had that performance when we, I think it was when he played at home when uh, Cedric come on and scored? Who was that against? Uh, Norwich was no, he had uh, an absolute Norwich, nightmare. Norwich, yeah. Was it Norwich? And Norwich. he had an absolute nightmare. Yeah. You looked at his face and you thought, well, and the people were saying, that's him done, he's finished mm. now. He's finished, he ain't going to be the man, you know, that's his lot. Look at his face, everybody's celebrating. That was another one of Dan's calls. Look at them all celebrating, and he's just walking off like like there's nothing uh, happening, like you know. But but for for that to happen to him, and then to come back and produce about two two performances after that, tells you a lot about um, the, the 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 character and attitude of these players. And and I have to say that that Granite Shaka has just I, I you know there are going to be fans that I I do believe are not going to forgive him for what he done. But I'm not one of those. I think you know we all we all make mistakes in in life, and what he and and what he's done, his response from that has just been a complete and utter turnaround. It's just been absolutely phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. And I I I, I thought yesterday's game, him and Sabias, by the way, you know, yeah, you can talk about Bamiang and David Luiz, they're all fantastic. But them two in that midfield, the work rate and desire, and then when to get on the ball and make things happen as well. I just thought it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, and, you know, the, the bit, you know, poor Al Mustafi's going to miss the final now, you know, I and mean, we was all hoping he'd miss it anyway because we all wanted holding him, you know what I mean? Mm. But he was absolutely superb yesterday, and I, uh, Saturday, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gutted that he's injured now and going to miss the final, you know what I mean? Because it is, after that performance, he deserved to play in the cup final. He did, absolutely. I, I agree with you there, mate. I mean, we've all sat here and... Giving poor old Simon a lot of grief, um, <laughs> you know. And, and then the last, the last two games there against Liverpool and uh, Manchester City, he's been absolutely superb um, and looks like a, you know, a, a half decent defender again. Harry, um, you've defended Granite Jackie, you've, def- uh, you know, hand over fist all the time. Um, going back to last week, you know, and touching on what Lee said. I've forgiven Granite Xhaka um, over what he done. I know there's fans, like Lee said, uh, there's fans that won't. But is is it now time? Do you think? I mean, especially. I mean, especially if we win the FA Cup, or even if we don't win the FA Cup, the way he's playing at the moment, shouldn't we, as fans, be zoning in on what he's doing at the moment and not what he did in the past? Yeah, exactly. And you know. W- the caveat to all of that is we know that he's not perfect. Yeah. He's a, he does have shortcomings as does every single footballer, but the way he was being exposed was criminal to me in terms of the way the team was being set up. And it's not just Granite Xhaka, Mikel Arteta himself will know better than anybody 
how lonely it has been to play in that defensive midfield position for Arsenal and constantly be exposed and be asked to cover left and right when you're not necessarily the most mobile of players. Uh, Mikel Arteta, he was a lot more elegant in possession than Granite Xhaka looks, but he was also not very mobile in terms of he didn't have a great deal of pace. He didn't really get across the pitch well. He wasn't particularly strong. And he spent years playing in that midfield and being exposed. And so for him to come in and see, obviously, the same thing happening with Granit Xhaka, it's the first thing that he's addressed. It's honestly the first thing Mikel Arteta addressed. All of a sudden, you started seeing Xhaka playing in that slightly to the left role. Now you're seeing him play more centrally when we play with the wing backs because he doesn't really need to cover out there. And you're just seeing the benefits of having a manager that understands exactly what it's been like to play in that position. And Graham touched on on most of the tactical points, and that's absolutely right. You know, Granite Xhaka will be happy if Maitland-Niles is is sort of forcing the player to go wide and he's not coming in field because those players are being kept away from that area and it frees up Granite Xhaka, doesn't it? And Danny Sabas, how many times on Saturday did we see Granite Xhaka arrive in his own penalty area and clear something? Why was that? That's because the tactics were channeling Manchester City out to the flanks. And it means that he's not having to track a run all the time. He can be that extra man and drop into the defence and help out. And again, you know, it comes back to that thing. When, when you set a team up right, everybody knows their job and you're asking them to defend, I don't know, 20 yards of space as opposed to 40, 50 yards of space. Naturally, they're going to do it better. And you're seeing the benefit in a lot of players. It's the same with Mustafi. You know, people talk about he, he had a moment, didn't he, where he lost the ball to Sterling in his own penalty area early on in the game. But realistically, should he have ever received that pass? I don't think so. Um, you know, so there was a few dodgy moments. But in terms of the way we were playing and, and inviting, we were inviting that pressure on purpose. Mikel Arteta knows this Man City team inside out. And he was trying to invite them on because he knows they're a proactive team that are going to come and try and get the ball off of you. They're not going to sit off like Spurs did and let you pass it around your back five. They're going to come. And then if you can bypass that using Granite Xhaka's passing range, David Lewis's passing range, as you saw on a number of occasions, Kieran Tierney even, then you can expose Manchester City. But it, playing at the back when people thought that certain players had dodgy moments, it was all intentional. It was all part of the plan to suck Manchester City in. And credit to those players because they've taken a lot of shit from people about losing the ball in dangerous areas. But th this shows how much they believe in their manager, that they were willing to even still sit there and take it and take the risks and play to believe in what Mikel Arteta is asking them to do. And it paid off. And Granite Xhaka, I'm so happy for him because, look, I know that a lot of the, the criticism has been justified, but a lot of it hasn't as well. And people just need to get over that whole incident. Mm. It's done. It's in the past, man. Who cares about it? Like the same Arsenal fans that sit there and say, you know, they 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 understand why Ashley Cole left or why Robin Van Persie left. Can't forgive Granit Xhaka, who's playing for us now and is performing well. So just get yeah. over it. I agree with you, mate. It's time, it's, it's time to move on. Uh, it is time to move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to come in and just sort of like add something to this Jacker debate, which I think Harry, yeah. might not like, Harry might not like this, but I think it's worth just debating anyway. Go on, Graham. <laughs> First of all, Danny Sabias. Numbers for Danny Sabias on Saturday. 79% pass accuracy. Three out of four accurate long passes. Two out of two accurate passes. One chance created, four out of four tackles won, six out of eight duels won, and three interceptions. 
combative performance from Danny Ceballos. And uh, he's first in every single number of everything I see on Sky today since he's, since the lockdown. Uh, so that's about him. Can I just sort of widen the Jacker debate slightly? I agree 100% with what Harry's saying about Jacker. All right. Um, my only doubt about this uh, Jacker situation, I think it's worth debating amongst you all, is we have to understand what Arteta's done. He's basically looked at the squad of players he's got and he's put them in a system that suits those players. That system is 3-4-3. Three, three. I don't think that's the system he wants to play the longer his reign goes on. I think he wants Agreed. to go to a he wants to go to a 4-3-3. Three, three. So the advantage of a 3-4-3 three, three is it suits Louise because Louise can play in a back three as a sweeper or bring the ball out in his passing range and he gets protection. It, it benefits Granite Jacker because he's got protection behind and the smaller spaces uh, suit his lack of mobility and possible occasionally his lack of awareness uh, and the fact that he's always got to move it onto his left side. As Harry says, he, he plays in that left side. Um, and it suits the wing-backs. The wing-backs can play high like Bellerin and Tierney. So everything he's done suits this group of players. But if he's going to move to a 4-3-3 in the long term, I can't see how Louise and Jacka will be part of that Graham. Uh, formation. Graham, you're spot on, mate. You're spot on. It's a pleasure to have you back. Honestly, mate, <laughs> that is what I've yeah, been but, saying. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, hang on, hang on. This is not the argument that we're having. It's not the argument we're having. The argument no, we're having I, is, is no, can we I'm get out? No, one second. Yeah, the, no. argument, the argument we're having is, is why can't people get over what he's done? He's done. Let's move oh, on. Right, he's performing. No, he's they, need performing. Need they need to get over it. And, and to be honest with you, they need to get over it. Since he's come back, uh, Jacker, he's been immense. And he's putting his body on the line Saturday. He was a leader on uh, Saturday. Everything he did in that structure of what um, Arteta wanted from the team in that shape, he carried out superbly. I think we can't kid ourselves to think that this is going to be the system in the long term. Now, if he goes Absolutely. to a 4-3-3, uh, Louise is going to struggle in a two at the back and Jack is going to struggle in a pivot. So I, I, I just, you know, as much as I, I don't know what Harry thinks about that, but I, I, as much as I do agree with him on Jacker, I just don't see the future for Jacker and Louise in this Arsenal team. I, I look at the players who are expendable at the moment. I think Klazanak will be gone. I think Ozil will be gone. I think Wenduzi's going to go. I think Louise will play out one last year. And I think ultimately, if he gets the set, the, the DM he wants, if it's not party, someone of that ilk, a more physical player, a uh, powerful player, uh, you know, I, I can't see a future for Granite Jacker. I'll be honest with you. I'll just throw that out as a debate there. I don't know what Lee thinks on that, Lee. Yeah, I'm, 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 look, listen, I think that, you know, like, um, the way Man City plays probably the way that Arteta want to play in the end because he's been part of that. He's brought up in that culture. But um, at this moment in time, you know, it's like there are players that will be sacrificed eventually, you know, and, and David Luiz will be one and probably there'll be three or four more down the line. But at this moment in time, we're, we're playing a 3-5-2 or 3-5, sorry, a 3-4-3. Three, 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 three. Uh, and, and I think that with that system... It suits the players that we've got in at the moment. Yeah, it does suit David Luiz. It does suit Shaka. It does suit um, Danny Sabias. But Harry's always been one to turn around and say, and, and I'm going to stick up for my mate Harry today because he's always <laughs> turned around and said that that Shaka has never, re you know, really performed because he's not had the right partner alongside him. Now that 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 comes down to the coach that's not providing the right tools for him. You know, like he, he done okay with. Um, um, Torreira when he come in 
But I just think that these two just uh, pivot off each other, and it's a superb combination. Sometimes you, you know, it's like forwards; they they, they click, and something's happened. And, and and the way they they complement each other is fantastic. And I think you have to give Danny Sabias a lot of credit because I think he's changed his game a little bit to what it was. You know, he's had to to adapt because if you want to be in the Premier League, he's going to have to adapt. And I, what I think that's happened with Sabias, I would say, like go back to when January, December time, he was probably thinking, oh, do you know what? I want to get back to Spain. This ain't for me, this this sort of football. But uh, along come Mikel Arteta and, and he's said him, fed him what this could be. This is what it can be like. And now all of a sudden he's, he's thinking, do you know what? I, I, I want to embrace English football. I want to be a part of it. And it's going to make him, I think, a better player for Spain if they've got somebody like that that can do the both jobs instead of just one doing one job. Because it, to me, he does both. So I think it's a, a great combination. I do think that eventually Granite Jack will be moved on because, um, you know, if you want to get to the next level, but you, to, to get to that level, you've got to have, you've got, we've got to have certain players. And I, I, what, what's great about it now, in my opinion, is that all of a sudden um, the central midfield partnership is not a priority. It's not a problem where we was going about five, six weeks ago. Oh, we need a new midfield. We knew this now. We've, we've got, other areas we can now prior, uh, get onto a priority, and then we can we can go to that. But I think moving on, these two players could get us into the top four. I'm not saying that they could win us the league, but I definitely feel they could get us into a top four challenging. The, the weak, yeah. the only weak. There's one final point, Lee, and this is the only weakness of this. Um, your argument, right, is Jacket and Sabias was perfect in front of a back three when we're defending. Okay, when they they literally sat in front of the back three are offered protection and then literally look for long balls, right? Now, when you're playing teams like Man City and Liverpool, when you're giving them 65% possession and you're defending, um, that's the roles where they they can do those roles in that side. My only argument against this, you saw against Tottenham Hotspur, the complete opposite when you had Jacker and Sabias, And that was um, that when Tottenham sat with a low block, uh, deep, just gave us the ball, Jacker and Sabias were just weaving pretty shapes across the pitch. There was no penetration mm-hmm. uh, in, in that in that partnership. So so I think ultimately he's going to need a midfielder who's got a bit of drive, who's going to add something to that midfield uh, pivot, you know? And I just totally, think it's all... Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. But totally agree. I... And that's why I think he's looking at someone like Coutinho. That's why I yeah. think they're looking for someone like that, that can open up things when, we, when we're in top. I, I, I totally agree with you. This is a working process, Graham. You know what I mean? You've got to start yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And let's, 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 let's build from the back. Let's get the foundations right. But I think that's why they're looking to sacrifice someone like Guendouzi for someone like Coutinho because he offers us something that we haven't got. Mm. Where Guendouzi can do what Shaka does and everything like that. That's my opinion. I was going to come, I'll come to Dan now because we're going to come to that. But it's just a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a message in here saying... Um, about Xhaka. Some can't get over it as it was disrespectful to the armband of the club. Would you have accepted Vieira or older fans Adams doing it? Now, to play devil, devil's advocate to that, I remember Patrick Vieira throwing his shirt on the pitch and trudging off. Fans, exactly wouldn't, the, the, fans wouldn't it, sit in the stadium and abuse Patrick Vieira. That's the difference. That's the difference. Or totally um, yeah, so I mean, Patrick Vieira done exactly the same thing. And Patrick, you know... Listen, but, Patrick, no one, yeah. Yeah, but no, Lee. It's, it's a good. It's, it's a good. It's a good. It's, it's, it's a fantastic it's a good, question. It's a good point. But but Patrick Vieira threw off his shirt, and Arsenal fans would have would have t- turned a blind eye to it. Do you know why? 
because he was that bloody good. That's why. You know what I mean? Well, I do feel yeah. that Shaka's been made a little bit of a, a scapegoat with it all. I really do. I do too. You know but look, I mean? I'm not, he we'll stop first, he he's not the I first think... one to have done something bad like he's that. Not. Come on. He's not. He's not. No. We have to remember what we're looking at here and let's not get too carried away. We don't want Granite Chaka in the side still because he's not going to win us the title when we want to win the title. You say, Lee, oh, Chaka hasn't had the great partner. Well, neither did Vieira. Vieira and Fabregas didn't need great partners because they were superb footballers. And if Granite Chaka needs a partner to be good, then he's not good enough for Arsenal. So as far as I'm concerned, we still need to be looking at removing these players. It's not that Mustafi's now Cadavaro and Chaka Vieira never had partner. Didn't need partner. a partner, I said. Didn't need a partner to be good, Harry, did he? Vieira didn't need a partner to be good. He didn't go, I'll tell you what, Vieira's poor without Gilberto or without Petit. He was still quality. Chaka apparently needs a partner to be a good player. Ozil needs people around him to be quality. I don't want players like that. I want players that are wicked all the time. Aubameyang hasn't had a partner. Aubameyang hasn't had a partner for all bloody season. For three years, we've been trying to partner Aubameyang with someone. He's still banging in 20 goals because he's good enough. So if there's players that are good enough for Arsenal that don't need partners, I'll have them, please. If you want the Chakas and Mustafis to stay, then don't come crying when we come sixth or seventh again. We need to be moving forward. We need to yeah, be going I, forward. I think I think Dan's right there, Craig. Can I just add something to that debate around Jacka, which we need to, I think, remember? Uh, he, that when he threw his shirt down on uh, when he got he never threw he never threw his shirt down. Well, when he, never when, threw when his he, shirt when he, down. When he, when he told the fans to f off, whatever he said that day, uh, whatever he did, that that basically was unfitting for the captain of Arsenal Football Club, which is what the gentleman's going on about. That I thought Emery had thrown him under the bus. Emery made him captain, didn't he? Uh, and uh, that was not popular with the fans, right? He wasn't playing well enough. He was struggling to hold his place in the team. I think we have to remember that. And that was a a culmination of what went on in the weeks prior to that incident in that game against Crystal Palace, where he threw his shirt. Well, sorry, where he came off slowly and he reacted the way he did. Um, I, I think that um, the fans didn't didn't like the fact he'd been made captain. So that was part of the frustration that day. And and to be honest with you, his performances at the start of the season weren't good. You know, he was given away. And and you know, since he's been at Arsenal Football Club. He's made more. He'd made more errors that led to goals than anybody in the Premier League. I think we have to be aware of that as well. So that was Richard. Tough. Richard in the comments. Richard in the comment makes a good point. It was the players that voted him captain. Yeah, they exactly. did. They did. But Emery was the one who Emery was the one who put that stupid brawl in, wasn't he? I mean, <laughs> any, any the manager should be deciding who's captain, not giving it to the players. I've never right, heard yeah. it. All, all, all the best managers don't suddenly, you know, uh, ask. Uh, Three of their players. Who should we have as captain? They they decide well, who's going to be the captain, don't they? That's a, and, we'll, we'll move we'll move on for it. And I'm leaving it at this. You say that, but Arsene Wenger gave Theo Walcott the captaincy because it was his birthday. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Lee, I want to talk to you about this rumor of swapping Gwen Doozy for um, uh, Philip Coutinho. Uh, I know it's a very, yeah. you know, it's a strong rumor at the moment. Um, apparently, it's it's being it's it's being talked about. The formalities are being done. Um, again, this is it's frying up debate. Um, Gwen Doozy, a player that we could we could um, we could sell on. You know, swapping him for a player that really probably hasn't got any sell on value. It's going to cost us a lot of money in wages. Um, what was your what would your thoughts be on that deal? Do you know what? I'm not going to look at it from a, a financial point of view or how much this and wages and all that. I'm looking at it. I'm going to look at it as a deal. It, will it improve us? 
And I think that it will. I think um, short term as well as long term. I think he's about 27, 28. So he's got three or four more years in there. I, I, I think it's, we were just talk, we just touched on it a little while ago with Graham. I think that Arsenal need somebody that's going to go in between the lines and do the job. You know what I mean? Like, and now it's obvious um, it's not going to be Mesut Ozil. Mm-hmm. It's obvious yeah. that it's not going to be him. So we need somebody else that's going to come in there and do that. And it's not just a number 10 role because with Coutinho, he can go anywhere. He can go onto the wide areas. He can go in, in the hole. He can play in numerous positions in that sort of front four. So you wouldn't have to be having to say to him, right, you just play the number 10 role. Now, I think that when Mesut Ozil goes out to the wide, he, he's not the same player. But when Coutinho goes out there, and I'm going on the form that when he would play for Liverpool, by the way, he could make things happen there. And he could also make happens... Uh, make things happen in the middle. And there's also another good point about Coutinho is that what we lack from Granite Xhaka, from, from Danny Sabias to everybody in that team at this moment in time is we lack a goal threat from midfield. Someone that's going to bag us 10, 12, 13 goals a season. We had Aaron Ramsey that done it, right? And we have not replaced it. So I think at the end of the day, before we go so We've got to replace this. That we haven't replaced Aaron Ramsey's goals from midfield. We need to do that. And somebody of Coutinho's ilk, bit of Premier League experience, is something that we can can afford to do. Mm. Now I look at Guendouzi at this moment in time, and I see him not not playing. The last time he played was against Brighton when we lost. I don't see when he plays um, uh, that those sort of performances that we see yesterday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday. So could he be surplus requirements? Yeah, I think that he could be. And if if we have to do it, then we do it. I don't care about wages. I'm not interested in about how much he is and, and how much Coutinho is going to be and how much what's name's going to be. If they can get in somebody somebody like a Coutinho who's going to do exactly what he does for half the price and I don't know his name, fine. I'm not bothered. But if it's a deal that can be done and they feel that it can be, then then I think somewhere along the line, sacrifices have to be made. And we have to accept that. Now, if Mikel Arteta feels that, that it is Coutinho that he wants, then that's fine with me. I don't want to be saying, oh, we can't get him, so we're going to get somebody for, for like, like they did with Emery, with with um, with Pepe. I was saying, all right, we'll get somebody that can can uh, we can get, but on, on, on instalments or anything like that. If we can get the deal done and it's the player that, that Mikel Arteta feels that can help us, I think it'd be great. And I'll tell you what is a very, very good point that Graham made earlier on. Mikel, uh, Alex Lacazette d- done that role on um, on Dundee. Saturday when he dropped Dundee. him and things like that. On, on that. Someone like Coutinho could play the false, the false nine or something like that with the player... With the two wide players of maybe be a Bamiyang and Pepe, someone that can get into that hole, drive forward, play little intricate little passing. And I, by the way, in saying that, uh, Lacazette was absolutely outstanding at doing it on 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 Saturday. But if you're looking long term, then maybe that's another role that mm. they can do. They're all little things that Mikel Arteta is you, is going to try and build up in the next couple Sorry. of windows. And I'm uh, uh, bless you, Harry. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, hopefully, like, you know what I mean. That, that that's just to wear masks. Next so week. for me, yeah, for me, uh, um, listen. If and I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's up for debate. And that if Mikel Arteta says, "Yeah, I want to swap Guendouzi for Coutinho," I'm going to be happy with it. Mm, can I absolutely. Just, can I yeah, come go on, mate. Go for on, 
I just want to say, like, we're talking about the number 10 role and, and Graham was absolutely right to raise the point that against Spurs, we had a problem where the, the midfield couldn't penetrate. And, and I get that. The thing is, though, you can't really play with a false nine and a number 10. If you look at the way Liverpool operate, where Firmino drops into that hole all the time, they don't have a number 10. They play with a flat three in midfield. And this is where Mikel Arteta needs to decide what he wants to do going forward. We all agree that at the moment he's not playing the way that he probably wants to play in the longer term. But for me, it's either a number 10 or it's a false nine. You you can't really fit both into the side. At the moment, he's preferring to give us that extra body in defence to make us more stable rather than playing the number 10, whether that be Willock or, or Ozil or whoever. So I, I just I, I can't see him going out and getting a number 10 unless he sees that as the longer term sort of style he wants to play. And well, I just he feel... Harry. Harry, he does. He wants to move to a 4-3-3. He wants a, we're a, just... a, a... It's a high-pressing, counter-pressing, possession-based game, isn't it? So, are, and, are, we and... not, are we not just speculating that because he's been at Manchester City? Because there's no evidence to suggest that that is what Mikel Arteta is going to do forever. It's purely... We're basing it on what he's done at Man City. But I don't know about you guys, but I've been taken aback by the differences between mm. Mikel Arteta and Pep Guardiola as opposed Absolutely. to... Absolutely. Yeah, good I, I point, thought, mate. Harry, Harry, mean, Harry, mean, Harry, name me one team in European, the top of the European football leagues at the moment who plays three at the back. Well, you could, a lot of the Italian teams do it. Well, are you, are you playing three at the back at the moment? They do sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but not consistently, do they? Most, most teams... What is but, the most successful formation... Juve have Juve have world class centre halves, and and are you sure that Arsenal are going to have necessarily the money even next season to go and get world class centre halves? I think that Mikel Arteta, when he came in, everybody thought this is Pep Guardiola 2.0, and that's not been the case at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Mikel Arteta. What I've loved about him is that he's not bogged down on one idea. He has principles in which he wants to see his team operate, i.e., closing people down being, you know, the non-negotiables, as he calls them. But he's not bogged down and stuck on one system or like that. That's what I've loved about him. And so, yes, I, I probably think if I had to stick my neck on the line and guess, I'd probably say, yeah, maybe he wants to change that formation. But I wouldn't put it past him seeing it working and continuing with it. That's all I'm saying. In which case, he needs to decide what he's going to do because that's going to really impact on his transfer strategy. I don't think he'll go and spend a fortune on a number 10. I really don't. I, I, well, one final point on this, Harry, is that um, obviously he can't play like Pep because he hasn't got the players that Pep's got. So what he's yeah. done is he's, he's basically um, playing. Will he, ever have, will he ever have 50, well, 60 million on a right back? He's, done, he's, he's obviously used, you know, he's tweaked one or two things around um, with the players he's got, Harry. He can't play the way the system that Pep's got with the players he's got. And, and until he gets the players like what Pep did, um, Ultimately, he's not going to have the money to spend that Pep had. But I think he, um, until he gets the players who suit that system, a 4-3-3, he's, he's not going to be able to play it. And I think that's the reason when you talk about, I've been surprised though he's not been like Pep. He hasn't been able to be like Pep. He's been he's developed a system uh, like what Pep does about, you know, with the inverted uh, fullback, like uh, the way we, there are certain similarities in the way uh, that uh, he's brought from Manchester City, but he, he can't play it fully because he has, hasn't got the players. I think you need Agreed. to recognize. Agreed, but do you think he will just drop what's been working? Just because of his mind, he's got, 
in yeah. his mind, he's got an, an ideal way of playing, which yeah, I yeah. get, and that's yeah, yeah. the end goal. But I don't yeah. think we're going to see that end goal in the next we season. Won't, we won't see it for a long time until he gets the players in he needs. I think the one thing that impressed me, the other thing he, I, I forgot to mention earlier that really impressed me on Saturday, there's two things I always thought watching Arsenal, even under Wenger. We didn't stop crosses coming into the box. Saturday, we were happy for crosses to come into the box because we knew they didn't have much height up front. But the other thing we didn't do was we didn't close down well enough. Ali always goes on about you need to close players down. What he has this Arsenal team doing is the moment the opposition get the ball, the players sprint to close down. You, Kian Tierney, for example, was sprinting 15 yards to close someone down. Even on the edge of the box, when they got it, Man City, they didn't have time to think. He's brought that mentality from Manchester City, the way they close players down, the way they get the ball back quickly. But he hasn't yet got the tools, I think, to actually play the way he wants to play. I think, ultimately, he wants to play the way all top teams play in Europe, Harry, which is 4-3-3. That, that's my honest feeling about it. I know Italian teams play with three at the back sometimes because Italian football is slow, isn't it? Uh, and, and that's the way that they play. But you want more European football than me, but I just think 4-3-3 is the most successful formation that wins most trophies in the top European football sides. Dan, what about you, mate? What, could this Guendouzi Coutinho thing? Um, could could Coutinho come in and, and cement a place? Uh, not for me. Not for me. Uh, it'd be hypocritical of me to say that I think he should come because I think he is a number 10. Uh, I'm not so sure that he has been playing out wide. That's why Barcelona didn't fancy him. And Bayern Munich, he hasn't really done anything with them on loan. So I'm not so sure. For a lot of money a week, um, I think it'd be a, a bit of a risk. Uh, I'd rather go for the young lad at Salzburg, if I'm honest, that's banging him in. Uh, he's only 19 and he looks to be more of a realistic signing to me. I'm not going to try and say his name because it's got all S's and Z's and B's in it. But um, <laughs> he, Harry might be able to have a go, better go than me, but uh, I certainly won't be able to be doing that. And Lee definitely won't be able to say it. So, um, <laughs> 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 so, so I'd rather do that. I think in terms of swapping Guendouzi, I would rather see, get, see us get a bit of cash for Guendouzi because I technically doesn't fancy him. Uh, I think we could probably get, you know, anything between 25 and 40 for Guendouzi, I think we could try and get a lot for him because I think he's got a hell of a lot of potential. I know his attitude might not be great, but let's not say that too loudly because otherwise people might not buy him. But I think that he has got potential to be a good player and we can get some money for him. But the number 10 role for me is dead. I tend to agree with what Harry's saying in terms of the way that Arteta has moulded this Arsenal side together. Uh, I think he can't play 4-3-3 at the moment. He's tried it and he's tried playing out from the back and we keep mucking up and we've tried David Luiz in the back too and it don't work. And we've tried, you know, the midfield and it doesn't work. So I think that he's done the right thing there, but he's only making do with the tools that he's been given. And I think what he wants to do is move towards what Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp are doing because they've proven it to be successful in the Premier League. And that's what he wants to achieve. He wants to get us, our Arsenal back and I believe he will do it but the board have to back him. So I'm going to agree with Graham and think that he's going to want to go for a 4-3-3 potentially, uh, but it's not going to be for another season, in my opinion, because he hasn't got the uh, the tools to do it. Just something that I want answered. Why is everyone so surprised that I've got the new shirt? Is it not released in England yet? It's, no. it's a fake. It's no. fake. No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, AliExpress. No, no. Everyone watching, it is the new one. So there you go. Have a look. Emirates fly better. The old three stripes are down the side there. I like that. I like that. Does anybody know where the... Um, yeah, it's not. Does anybody know when it's going to be released in England? I don't. Well, I don't, That's I don't I, I, I'm so surprised. Everyone's like, is that a new kit he's got on? How comes he's got that? 
I went walked into the sports shop today and went, oh look, they've got the new shirts. I'll have one of them. Everyone's yeah, saying the next. There's so someone, a, fella, a seller in the comments, a fellow in the comments said they're selling them in next. I don't know about that. Really? Is that is that right? What you know? Or did he think that they was? Uh, oh no, I know. Sorry, I see the uh, I see the thing here now. Uh, they're out next next week. You forgot to put week. <laughs> <laughs> they're selling them next week. Oh, what, they're not out in, next week. Yeah, not, not in next. Yeah. Someone, um, someone, someone, someone told me that, that they were being be, released um, for the FA Cup using the last league game. Well, I don't know. If someone told me it was going to be like played for the last game of the season at Watford. Who was going to play, wear it for the last game against Watford? I don't know about the FA Cup. I think someone said. I think someone's saying in the chat here that they're releasing them for the FA Cup. I think. Um, um, they won't mind letting us wear them because we're not changing supplier. So you know when you get clubs and they change supplier, they have to yeah, stay yeah, in their point. in oh, that kit. Yes. But because we're staying with Adidas, they don't mind us wearing a new one early because it's still there. It's like Chelsea. If you notice, Chelsea and City are both wearing their new shirts now. Hang on a second. Karen reckons they're definitely on the next website because I had a look earlier. Next. What? Next, apparently, I got told that today. It's on the I'm next. Yeah, yeah I'm we'll have to look. have a look at that, Harry. There now, and uh, oh my god, they're it's on true. there. It's true. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put it's this true. comment up because this man is on Yeah, Lee. No, not not the Arsenal shirt, but they've got all the training gear, Lee. You know that yellow top you got with the pink stripes, the one you like. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's where Lee got it from. Yeah. That's where. <laughs> Lee's been to next. <laughs> they're, only, they're only 22 quid. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. 35, I'll pay for that. Oh, hold on. Let me check. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no, no. Sorry. That's the kids one. That's the kids one. People are, people are safe. Let's talk about facing Chelsea in the FA Cup final. We'll do that next week. Because um, we have nothing to talk yeah, about, boys. Can I, can I just, yeah. uh, just add that someone's just sent me this. Uh, Mikko Arteta, seven months, already made the FA Cup final. Tottenham, 29 years, 21 different managers since they last <laughs> made an FA Cup final. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and the other, the other point I wanted to say is when that Cup, final, uh, cup semi-final draw was made, Robbie Savage, you know Robbie Savage? Uh, he, unfortunately. He, yeah, he, he said that Man City got a bye to the final. Oh no! So, and so he's, he made his whole career was a buy, wasn't it, Robbie Savage? So he knows a thing or two about <laughs> the other fellow. The other it's funny, well, how is it? it's funny how lazy punditry comes back to bite you in the arse, isn't it? Absolutely. I think <laughs> is it um, Mark Goldbridge as well from United We Stand? Is it? Yeah. yeah. He done a live. He done a live reaction to the draw, and uh, his his reaction was when Arsenal came out against Manchester City. Arsenal are out, lads. Arsenal <laughs> are out. Um, so yeah, you know, it's lo- lovely when that happens, isn't it? And especially, especially when it happens um, to us, lads. We're gonna have to finish this here. I'm afraid it's been absolutely brilliant um, podcast. Uh, love doing this kind of thing with you guys um, every single week. Uh, more comments. Where did I get it from? I got it from Coming Sports. So if you come in sports, anyone in Ireland watching and you can find the come in sports near you, that's where I got it from. But it comes in at an eye-watering 90 euros. I'm not too sure how, it's going to be, how much it's going to be um, in England. Let me just try uh, and work that out. That's about 82 quid. That's a lot of money. for. Like, I don't think they're going to be as dear in England. Uh, I don't think they next? will be, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so look, where have we got I tomorrow? Aston that. Villa. Aston I... Villa tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, away from home. Yeah, yeah. Away, yeah. yeah. Do we do we do we see uh, any change in the squad? Yes. Oh, yeah, it'll be yes. a rotate. I think it will be. Yeah. A little massively a little rotated. Bit rotated. Eddie will be back tomorrow. Eddie, sixty-five pound at next guarantee. Sixty-five pound next. Yeah, for a fiver, fiver post, I'll have sent you one over. If you saved yourself a tenner. (laughs) The the only thing I will say on these last two league, (laughs) on these last two league games, uh, Craig, is that do you remember last year when um, Unai Emery prioritised the final in Baku and started resting players? And yeah. Then it all fell apart in the league. Yeah. I know we got we haven't got too well, much to go for. So I, I just hope that we don't. I think momentum is very important as well. So I think although there should be a little bit of light rotation, I don't think he should just totally give up these league games and just rest everybody because I want nah. these players sharp going into the cup. Yeah, final. I agree. But I agree with you, Graham, one hundred percent. But I've got to say this: I can't see Baku happening again. Those players who were oh, those players who are on that pitch, who are going to get a chance now to go out onto Wem- go out at Wembley and get redemption for what they did to us. Uh, a lot of these players there. are playing for their futures under Arteta as well. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely, mate. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's a, a great, point. It's a great Richard point, Graham. I think Richard made a point earlier on, which was a very good point. If I, if I, it could be, it might not have been Richard, but someone made it. Richard. I think it was Richard though that turned around and said that. Uh, you know, we don't want to go into that cup final relying on Europe. Mm. You know, like like we did last season. You know what I mean? If we if we if we can nail Europe while winning the next two games, then if we do lose the cup final, at least we've got Europe. Like last season, I felt that there was a little bit more added pressure on us because Chelsea had guaranteed Champions League football and we hadn't. You know, yes. so I, I felt that give them a little bit of an advantage. So we want to go there. Let's win these next two games. But listen, we've got Watford and Aston Villa. We can change the squad around and win those two games. And that's how you've got to look at it. You've got, I, I think, anyway. And the other thing is uh, players are playing for their place in the team for the cup final. But I think also we owe it yeah. to the integrity of the Premier League League because basically Aston Villa and Watford are playing to stay up, aren't they? So I don't think we yeah. should... Yeah. Oh, we fuck Aston Villa. Let him go down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Horrible <job. laughs> Harry, Harry. No, I, 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 I have to share those sentiments. I wish it was Brighton going down, but there you go. Oh, you know, want the the, uh, you want to go to the ball ring, getting a, uh, getting a shirt from the ball ring, then you so The only reason he said that was because obviously Aston Villa turned Jacker down, I think. That's, that's why he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other business? Yeah, Craig, just before we do go, just, just go on. to add on a, on, a funny, on a funny note, that Salzburg lad that I want, this uh, 95 Winston's got his name, and I just want Lee to say it. Dan, 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 there I'll, you go. I'll have a go. Is there someone here that can pronounce that? Harry, can you pronounce that? I'm not don't, sure. Don't, 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 I just, I, I'm going to have a go at it. Dominique Zazobos Zazobos Zazobosley yeah. Leia 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 Zazobosleya <laughs> Dominique no Zazobosleya <laughs> Zazobosley I would have gone for it. If he comes Craig you're going to get you can get him on the back of your shirt how about that? 
No, know. talking of names on back of shirts, Graham. You just <laughs> let oh, you, you you just reminded me about something. <laughs> now, if you were watching the same old Arsenal podcast when we signed David Luiz, 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 whatever you want to call him, Lee Judges was not happy about signing David Luiz, and he said that. If Arsenal got to an FA Cup final with David Luiz in the team, he'd buy a new Arsenal shirt and put <laughs> David Luiz on the back of it. <laughs> Lee judges. <laughs> We've got to an FA Cup final and not only David Luiz in the squad, a monumental performance from the man to get us there. When can we expect this lovely shirt with David Luiz written on the back? Well, when, Lee, they're 65 quid in next, that. mate. 65 quid in next, Unfortunately, they don't do the printing there. So what I'll do is when the new shirt, when the, when the new shirt comes out, I'll get David Louise on the back like that, Lee. Number 23. There you We're go, only like teasing. That, we wouldn't, we, we really uh, would Craig, we wouldn't, we wouldn't that, expect we, you to do that. Craig, when, we, when he does that, can we sell it and give it away? <laughs> In a, in a competition, <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't. I, I'm only teasing him. I just wanted to say I wouldn't expect him to go out and do can that. We get him to, um, I, I, can we get him a wig as well to wear it on a podcast? <laughs> 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 now that would be good. Two sweatbands. <laughs> you look like a scouser. You, like scouser. you wouldn't like to with David Luiz. Oh, you like from Liverpool. Anyway. Let's let's end oh, it there. Um, okay. Aston, we'll, go, we'll go for a, let's go for um, some predictions. So we've got Villa on Tuesday, and we've got Watford on. Is it Sunday? Saturday? Sunday. And, and Sunday. Sunday. So, so let's get some. Yes. Let's get let's get some predictions. So um, yeah, uh, Aston Villa, Dan. Uh, Aston Villa and Watford. Six points. I'm going to go for six points. Yeah, I think we will beat both of those. Um, I'll go two-one Arsenal against Villa. I think we'll nick it. I'll go six points as well. What about Watford, Dan, quickly? Uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 against Watford. I think we'll beat them quite easily. I'll go three, six points, 3-1 against Villa. And are we at home against Watford? Yeah. 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 Home against Watford, 4-0 against Watford. Harry? I'm going to go for, I think we'll beat Villa. Um, I think we're going to draw against Watford and it's going to be enough for them. Because they've got this jammy, this deany shit with us, haven't they? And also, I think that the Pozzo family get loads of stick, but actually, their decision to get rid of uh, Pearson is going to pay off because it always does with him. Mm, absolutely, judges. What are you saying? I, I, I feel that um, I think that we're uh, we're nick it against Villa. I'm going to go for a two-one as well. I think it'd be a tough game, and I think that Watford will be in disarray after this. I think City will give them a good island. And I think that we will as well. So, um, mm. but I think that they just have enough goals in them to just uh, scrape scrape it through. But uh, I think that um, yep, yeah, six points coming up, um, and I think we need to get those six points, boys. We really do, you know. And we do. We do. The final. It would it be nice to push on, get those six points, and then have the FA Cup final? You know, Graham, confident, mate. Yeah, I think we'll win both games. Great. I think we beat Villa two nil, uh, and I think that means that if we beat Villa, they're down. Mm. Uh, I think Bournemouth are going as well. So by the time we play Watford, I think Watford will be safe, uh, even though they've lost. Even though they've lost the Man City, and I think we'll be, and I think we'll beat Watford by a couple, by a couple of goals. 
Yeah, I like this. This well, is a player I would. I, I like it. that. Nitro says relegate Villa and then get Grealish at the carpet. I'd love Jack Grealish at Arsenal. I bloody I'd love yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love. I'd, I'd prefer Grealish to Coutinho, by the way. Just, yeah. I know Jack, if you're Coutinho, Jack, Jack, I know, I, yeah. Jack, I know you're watching. Um, I know because you're an avid watcher of this podcast. Come, come, come. Where's, where's, come, he, where's, he, gonna play, where's he gonna play then? In number ten, Rob? Oh, in goal. <laughs> I don't care. I just. He can I, play I, all I, over. He can yeah. play all over. Kids mustard. Uh, that's for another podcast. Thank you very much for everyone watching live. Uh, I think we nearly nearly six hundred at peak. Wow. Um, thank you very much indeed. If you're listening on SoundCloud, thank you very much. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you. Um, if you could leave a like on the video just before you go, that would be amazing as well because that helps us along the way. Um, what's that noise? It sounds like a duck. Is it someone's phone going off or something? Someone's, someone's phone, phone vibrating. Yeah. Someone's phone yeah. vibrating. I thought it was um, yours, Craig. Nah, it's got to be Graham's, hey, isn't it? It's Graham. Got to be Graham. I knew it for I knew it for four months. Have we now all of a sudden we've heard it? take much of a detective to work that out. Uh, my thanks to Dan, my thanks to Harry, my thanks to Graham, my thanks to Lee, and of course my thanks to Nigel as well. Um in the chat, making sure you're all behaving yourself. Thank you very much, Nigel. Um, audio will be up within a couple of hours give me a chance to sit down and have a beer and I'll get it up for you so until we see you again up the Arsenal and take care of yourselves and be in charge up the Arsenal Dan you'll have to finish it I don't know how to do it mobile (laughs) (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.